This is Asking for a Friend with Kyone Wolf. I'm Kyone Wolf. Asking for a Friend is an advice show taped on the third Saturday night of each month at CT Improv's Underground Comedy Theater in downtown Hartford, Connecticut. Now, there are three problems considered in each show, and each round is judged by three audience members sitting in the front row. The panelist with the most points at the end of the night wins a loofah, the loofah of truth. Why a loofah? Well, because it's a cheap prize, a ridiculous word, and you really should change your loofah every month, so I'm just doing my part. This here is not professional advice. These panelists were chosen because they're smart and curious and excited about getting philosophical and deep. If you think you've got something to add, stay tuned, because after the problem, I'll tell you all the ways you can put your two or ten or all of your cents in, and I'll hook you up with my Patreon, which will give you access to extra segments from the live show. All right, here's this episode's problem from January 2019. And you should know there may be profanity and direct references to adult themes, which is why you're here in the first place. But, you know, disclaimers. And now, here's my announcer, Greg Hill. Live from the underground CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut, it's Asking for a Friend with Kyone Wolf. Tonight's panelists are Aurelia Clooney. Aurelia is an actor, director, and teaching artist who works with professionals and non-professionals to create performances that spark dialogue within communities. Aurelia spent six years working as education associate for student audiences at Hartford Stage. As an actor, she has performed at Heartbeat Ensemble, Capital Classics, and Playhouse on Park. Last year, she was Community Engagement Associate at Long Wharf Theater and is now a freelance theater artist based in New York. Brian Hines. Brian is a regular improv and sketch performer at the CT Comedy Theater and is also an instructor with CT Improv. When he's not seeking attention and approval on stage, He's a manager of staffing for a talent acquisition consulting company. Catrice Jimerson. Catrice is a mom, entrepreneur, and creative from Bloomfield, Connecticut. She is an event coordinator by day and a baker of artisanal sweets for her business, Kiss Confectionery. As a Leo and avid DIY junkie, Her favorite pastimes are writing, giving her two cents when nobody asks, and concocting delicious, innovative sweets to the soulful sounds of trap, New Orleans bounce, and rap music from the golden era. (laughs) And now, your host for the evening, Kyone The next round, problem. Should I let my kids get a pit bull? Here's the context. My children are four and seven years old, and since they met a pit bull, the sweetest pit bull, at a birthday party recently, they've been talking about getting their own one nonstop. My husband, too, has always wanted a pit, and we found one at a no-kill shelter, and when we went to meet her, her name is Violet, we were totally smitten but you know the problem. 
Pit bulls have a reputation for having violent tendencies. I know, I know, people say it's all in how you train your dog. But the Center for Disease Control lists them, among others, as notoriously high on the list of fatal attacks, and all branches of the U.S. military prohibit this aggressive breed on military housing units. Even some homeowners' insurance policies will raise their rates if a pit bull lives in the house. If we get this dog, we plan on training it diligently. A trained dog is a happy dog. And I'm comforted when I see photos of little babies being lovingly licked by their protective and sweet pit bull siblings. Hashtag not all pit bulls, right? <laughs> but if something triggered our sweet pit bull and one of my babies got hurt, I'm not sure I could ever forgive myself. So, am I misinformed? And the breed has nothing to do with temperament. Or should I give in and give this pit a good home? Aurelia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are four and seven. We don't always get what we want. Mm. Hopefully we keep our faces. I hate to be that like <laughs> cut and dry about it, but we don't always get what we want. And maybe this is their first lesson in that. And mm. that's okay if it comes to a child's safety is how I feel. I grew up hearing too many stories on the news, hearing about too many kids, and I really don't think it's worth it. If you, if you want your kids to have a, a dog, if you want to train a, a dog and ha have your kids have a pet, that's a beautiful thing and a wonderful thing, and absolutely. But yeah, no, don't, don't get a pit bull, especially if, if this pit bull is coming from a shelter and you don't know that much about its background, and you do know this about this breed. Um, we don't always get what we want. Catrice. This might get a little dark. Um, <laughs> I think given the age of the children, four and seven, the size of the children, getting a large dog in general, you want to be precautionary, you know, take precautions over. But I've never known pit bulls or pit bull owners with vicious pit bulls. Every pit bull I've ever come across has always been like a house kitten. Mm. It's very difficult for me to have this negative bias towards pit bulls. And I understand, like, I worked insurance, right? Dog bites are a big thing. Pit bulls are seldom ever the dog. They're usually German shepherds, poodles, chihuahuas. They're usually like dumb dogs nobody thinks of. And given your, your statement about, I've heard too many stories about pit bulls in the news. Well, you know, I'm a black woman and black people are like the nation's pit bull. You hear about black people in the news so much. You know what I mean? You think they're just so vicious and violent and horrible that if I see one across the street, they're gonna rob me. Like, I think sometimes they've been pitted a, no, oh, no pun intended. Pitted against no, us. Pun intended. Pun <laughs> All intended. Pun intended. Sure. We're not going to bull you over. Just keep going. <laughs> oh. it's, it's one of those things where we have been, it's been propaganda put against the pit bull to make it seem like they're different from any other dog. But the most protective dogs I've ever known were poodles and German shepherds, believe it or not. And so my experience with pit bulls paired with my understanding of how the game of telephone, the stories work about stereotypes about pit bulls, I, I can't ever say, oh, I would never get my child a pit bull. Maybe not at a no-kill shelter, because I don't know where that dog came from. And, and having small children, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But I would absolutely get a pit bull that I could train up, and that would be important for me. Brian? Uh, this was so hard. Um, <laughs> it really was. So, But I went with an answer of yes, but I think I have a lot of the same thoughts. Like, the shelter thing terrifies me because you don't know. Yeah. Even if it's you know, no-kill shelter and they have some family hi or, um, history in the family dog. that own the dog, you just don't know. So I say, yeah, if you're going to get a pit bull, maybe 
do your homework and have the history. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of adopting animals. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a cat guy. It doesn't mean I have anything against dogs. Let me get that out. <laughs> but I've adopted all my animals, so is my family. So I'm, I'm big on that adopted thing. Tugs on my heartstrings. So yeah, go give a dog a home. But um, if you have a dog, you're, you're inviting some level of risk into the household. So, you know, if you had a pool, you can get a nice properly installed in-ground pool with a nice fence and some swimming lessons, and that's a well-trained pool versus, like, a rusted-out above-ground pool with no fence and, like, you're lucky if you get tetanus. That, that, that's a poorly trained pool. So, like, yeah. just do your homework. You, either way, you're going to have some level of risk, so mitigate the risk, do your homework, and, and, you know, just try to raise that dog right. And dogs are inherently territorial. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, and they're inherently, like, going to make sure they dominate over whatever they think is theirs. I had a husky, and we had a mutt. He was Chow Chow and German Shepherd, and he was a puppy little thing. And my husky was drooling and barking, like, with all this viciousness. And we thought he was going to eat the puppy. We were so scared. But I think that's just the nature of animals. Animals, want they have territory. They want to protect it. And so they're naturally going to be more aggressive when you impose on that. But that's not specifically a pit bull thing. That's a dog thing. That dog, right? I've been bitten by a dog. Um, as a kid, I was in fifth grade, and my friend's Doberman Pinscher. Like, this sounds like, not a, a, like, like I, should, I should be on a poster of Do Not Adopt This Dog. Ten-year-old Brian with these giant ears getting bit. But it was that dog. It was that dog's history. It had a rough child. It was. It was one of those stories where, like, as a puppy, it got beat, and they tried to, like, train this dog up, and something triggered it. But, like, that's – that was Max the Doberman Pinscher, not the Doberman Pinscher, the, the breed, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Still scared the living hell out of me, but – and it's hard to separate those two. Yeah. But, really, yeah. Can, I, can I also add, I'm also, I'm not a huge pet person. I was raised to not be a huge pet person. I like pets a little bit more than I was raised to be. But um, I am a very strong people over pets person. Amen. So a lo- I have met a lot of people who love their pets like people. And that freaks me out because as a black woman, pets have been put before me before. And the idea of putting a pet before a human being I cannot understand that. Um, and especially if those are your kids. Granted, this would be with any dog breed. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out what, what needs to happen in your household for them to have a wonderful, wonderful pet would be great. But who do you need to take care of first? One aspect of this problem that fascinates me is this. Pit bulls, German shepherds, um, Rottweilers. Mm-hmm. You know, their names instill a certain like attention, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and those who argue that pit bulls are only violent because of the way they're raised, I wonder if you flip it, how you view it. For example, you think of a golden retriever. You imagine that the temperament overall of a golden retriever is likely goofy, friendly, sweet. Certainly capable of any, like any animal, right, of being violent. But a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. If you can judge a golden retriever by its breed... Why can't you judge a pit bull by its breed? Mm-hmm. Is it equally as valid? I think none of it's valid. Even golden retrievers, they're hunting dogs. They, they're actually they're good retrievers. hunters. Yeah, they're retrievers. So if they're taught to hunt and retrieve things, then that's probably what they've been, their lineage of you know, breed has been taught to do. It's the same thing with any other dog. Then they, Of course, there are dogs that are favored for certain tasks, like... You know, German Shepherds are police dogs, and they're well, they're trainable. They're a little bit more disciplined and a little more focused. But German Shepherds have also instilled a lot of fear in society as well for all the wrong reasons, right? And so 
no one looks at German shepherds and says, these are like the dog of Nazis. Like nobody says that, you know, they don't. It's, it's one of those things where people are just like, German shepherds will protect my house and they're all excited about it. But I saw a German shepherd the other day and the first thing I thought was, <laughs> not the fair. The- but I really <laughs> believe that it's all about how the dog is bred, how it's treated, and the conditions it's raised in. And if you look at it like children, because there are, you know, pets are people too, right? Or pets are like people too. It's the same thing with a child. Pets are not people. Right. I, I agree. I agree. But it's a, if you do take that approach, it's the same thing with a child. If you put a child in a strenuous environment where they're being starved and they're put in these conditions where they have to survive, they're going to take on characteristics that aid to their survival. Right? Mm-hmm. So get a dog where you know it will be treated right, you love on it, and if it works, it works. If you go to adopt a shelter and it happens to be a little bit more aggressive and there's really nothing you could do about it, that's a really unfortunate situation, but it's also an exception and not the rule. So try it out. Like, see how it fits to your family. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But if you really want to go from square one, buy a purebred, buy a, go to a breeder, get your dog, and teach them how to love just like anything else. But to that point, it also makes me think about if you talk about golden retrievers are not typically bred to be violent, whereas pit bulls do have a history of people abusing them and using yeah. them as fighting dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think, well, this... But this pit bull may be raised from a puppy in a great environment. Because it was raised in a great environment and never trained that way, it is impossible for this pit bull to act violently. But then you think about intergenerational trauma and how that's Mm -hmm. passed down. Genetically, we know that's true. We know that trauma gets passed down. So then in that case, is it still right to think pit bulls are dangerous, even if this was a puppy that grew up in a perfectly loving environment. Unfortunately, I think when you, you were talking about the breed, is it fair to judge a pit bull one way and then just kind of ignore the golden retriever? I'm, I'm summarizing. And you kind of have to. I mean, a pit bull, they're jacked. They could bench more than I can, right? <laughs> so just, just by nature, there's going to be a risk there. So you have two dogs. They're both same temperaments. It, it, one's like a tiny little chihuahua and one's a pit bull. Both bite me guess which one's going to make me stay home tomorrow? <laughs> and which one will be all reported on the news? Yeah. yeah well, if I get bit by a chihuahua, that should be on the news, too, because it's hilarious. Seriously. But if I'm shopping for a car and I buy a tank, mm-hmm. you know, if, and I slip, yeah, I'm going to blow up a house next to me. But if I have a Prius, there's no, like, missile buttons. But it's the same kind of idea. It's a stupid, horrible metaphor, but it's a similar <laughs> idea. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> I got tons oh, of they, them. They're manufactured, though. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I have a tank and a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> That was Catrice Jimerson and Brian Hines, as well as Aurelia Clooney. Now you'll hear from our judges, three audience members sitting in the front row with whiteboards and smelly markers and difficult-to-interpret facial expressions. We'll start with who the Honorable Justice Christina picked. Uh, yeah, so I picked Catrice. Oh. A couple of reasons. So uh, one of the things I really liked you said was that the news isn't always right, and there's always a lot of propaganda everywhere. And just because you heard it doesn't mean there's any truth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, when you said... There's always an exception, not a rule. Mm-hmm. And I, in my opinion, I think media tends to usually target a lot of the exceptions. Mm-hmm. And I just, I agree. Like, if you do your research and you get all the training, then, like, you can get the pit bull. So that's mm-hmm. why I went with you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Matt. I also went with Catrice. Because I complimented his sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think that the breed of the dog is... The determining factor, I think it is the way that they're treated. It's funny that you brought up golden retrievers as like the uh, stereotypical like perfect dog because my sister was bitten on the face by a golden retriever and my aunt had to put down a different golden retriever because it was also violent. Wow. Um, 
So maybe it's me. Uh, Damn gold and, retrievers. But, <laughs> you know, I don't trust Goldens, uh, whereas I've never met a mean pit bull. See, that's the way. That's cool. The other Matt. All right. So I came into this with a lot of bias, which probably isn't fair, but I don't think that really matters. Uh, so my uncle has two pit bulls and um, a young daughter, and uh, they've had the pit bulls since she was probably like six or seven. And they're the sweetest dogs. Mm -hmm. um, they're protective of her, not in like a, a mean way, but more in like a loving way. Mm -hmm. And my parents' neighbor has a pit bull that my sister goes and dog sits for. Um, and my mom texted me this morning a picture of their dog Aww. and the pit bull having a little play date. Aww. So I had to go with Catrice because I, from my personal experience with pit bulls, they have been some of the nicest dogs I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And I really love them. I think they're fantastic animals. Mm -hmm. But you know, you just have to make sure that they're trained right, just like any other dog. Thank All you. All right, let's hear it for our judges. Thank you, judges. Thank you, judges. Thank you so much to our audience, our judges, and of course to our panelists, Aurelia Clooney, Brian Hines, and Catrice Jimerson, who won the loofah of truth that night. Congratulations, Catrice. And if you think this podcast was worth every penny you paid for it and more, especially the and more part, head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Wolf. You'll see all the cool gifts and swag you can get for pitching in, like a pair of tickets to your choice of my shows, a shout-out on an episode of Asking for a Friend, and my chili recipe. Your donation will help these shows sound better with more updated equipment and software, and you'll give me a lot more flexibility to get creative with these shows. That's patreon.com slash Wolf, and thanks for keeping me going. And if you want to be the name at the end of Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf is brought to you by... Email me, kion at kionwolf.com. Fame and fortune for both of us. Thanks to CT Improv and Downtown Hartford for putting on this show every third Saturday at 7 o'clock. Check out all their shows and snag your tickets to this one at ctimprov.com. That's S-E-A-T-E-A-Improv.com. Our show is live tweeted by master tweeter Greg Hill at, at askinforafriend. That's askin, A-S-K-I-N-F-E-R, a friend. Our problems and confessions are beautifully calligraphed in Osaka, Japan by Chris Gladys on our Instagram account at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. And you can see his other crazy beautiful calligraphy at, at MShades01. Thanks also to Master Stager Joe Barber. Our Facebook page is at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. Subscribe to this show. Please share it like crazy and leave some reviews. That really helps the algorithm gods keep us from the hellfire of no new listeners. And my friends on this podcast should definitely be heard. Now, do you have another take about this whole pit bull thing, or do you have something going on in your life and you could use some advice? Call and leave a message on our voicemail, 860-322-2019. Know that your voice may be used in a podcast or a live show, or your problem may be worked into the show another way. If you're more likely to leave a message if I promise to alter your voice, either higher or lower in pitch, just let me know in your voicemail if you want to be a chipmunk or, like, Johnny Cash. That number again is 860 322 2019. Or we could just do this the old-fashioned way. Email me kion at kionwolf.com. Sign up for my newsletter at kionwolf.com where you can see all the other cool things I've got for you. All right, thanks for trusting your problems with this podcast. I'm Kion Wolf, which is a cross between a chihuahua and a papillon and goes great with children. I'll see you at CT. Oh.